Good morning, Contrarians. Friday morning, February 11th, around 6.40 a.m. Happy Friday. Well, yesterday was quite a mess. A huge turn of events yesterday. Stock markets initially shrugged off the hotter-than-expected inflation that we saw yesterday morning, exactly as I had predicted. That was initially a non-event, even though inflation came in hotter than economists were expecting, a little, little hotter. But after a brief sell-off at the open, things actually turned green for a bit. But that did not last long because St. Louis Fed President um, James Bullard aired some comments right around midday supporting more drastic measures to rein in inflation, including a full percent rate hike by July and running off the Fed balance sheet and some other things. And risk assets reacted immediately to this. There was a massive sell-off into the close. When it was all said and done, the Nasdaq had given up 2%, the S&P about 1.8%. But the reaction was far more dramatic in bond markets. The two-year yield spiked by 25 basis points, which was its biggest move since 2009. Remember that yields move inversely to prices, so when prices drop, yields go up. And yesterday, the two-year, the short end of the curve, did that at the most dramatic effect since 2009, the most, the biggest move since 2009. Um, the long end of the curve also got sold off, but markets are now facing some pretty serious rate hike fears for the first time really in a generation. You have to go back to 2000, the fall of 2000, I believe it was September, which was the last time that the Fed moved interest rates, hiked interest rates by more than 0.25%. And that was the Greenspan Fed. They moved by 50 basis points unexpectedly back then. But now that is exactly what investors are worried about. In fact, if you look at the Fed futures, the Fed fund futures, they are pointing to a 99.5% chance. So effectively, 100% chance that the Fed hikes by 50 basis points by 0.5% at its next meeting on March 16th. Now, the Fed does not have to wait until that meeting, of course. They could move sooner. They could do it without it. They could announce it. They wouldn't have to communicate it beforehand. That would run a little counter to what Jay Powell has communicated, but whatever, he's gone back on his word before, so it wouldn't be the first time. And there is now quite a bit of speculation that the Fed is going to do that. And concerns, of course, that the Fed will overreact and overdo it with their tightening measures. And there is historic precedent for this. In fact, there's a lot of it going back to the Greenspan Fed in the fall of 2000. I'm not going to give you the full history, but basically, every time the Fed has We've gone into a tightening cycle this last generation. They have overdone it. That caused the mortgage uh, bubble to pop in 2007 and 2008. We all know how that ended. And then a little less dramatically in 2017 or 18, I can't remember when it was, when uh, the, 18, I think. Yeah, 18. When, um, when Powell moved a little too aggressively on interest rate hikes and then unwound. And then what follows is an unwind that floods the market with liquidity and leads to asset bubbles. And we saw this again after COVID. So here we are, rinse and repeat. And so with all this, it's kind of makes sense for risk assets to be selling off some more this morning. If you look at, let's start with bonds though. The short end of the of the curve is continuing to sell off. The yield on a two year is now back up to 1.60%. It went as high as 1.64% yesterday, rebounded a bit down to 1.57. Anyway, now it's back up to 1.60. 10 years holding at 2.07. That was 
um, started yesterday at 1.93%. Stock futures are dropping a little less precipitously. The NASDAQ is leading things downward so far off about 7 tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials and S&P futures down about half of 1%. Russell 2000 down a little less, about 3 tenths of 1%. Commodities are not doing all that much. WTI crude rebounding a bit up about 1% to trade close to $91 a barrel. Natural gas is up 1%, which once again just broached $4. It was uh, above that, and then it went below that. Uh, cryptos are down a bit. Bitcoin about 2% lower, 3% lower to trade around 43400 The bottom line. Well, so much for the premise that the Fed couldn't spook markets anymore. If you'll recall, that was very much my point yesterday, and I was wrong. Um, but all it took were some well-timed comments by James Bullard, and here we are. Now, there are still some reasons to believe that the Fed will not turn out to be quite as hawkish as the worst-case scenario is anticipating right now. For one... Powell is maybe still marked by the last time that he, he grazed rates when the market went against him and he quickly reversed course. For another, the Fed is mostly made up of doves. Bullard is not one, but the others are. And then also, let's not forget that he has said that he would communicate things and move slowly or whatever and not overreact. So it goes back to him being marked by the whole thing before. But anyway, not that's not much comfort right now. Don't fight the tape. The last time that this, I go back to September 2000, the last time there was a, a huge rate hike, no, huge, 0.5%, that put the final nail in the coffin of the whole dot-com boom. And one would think that this is not really portend well for tech stocks. So you'd have to be pretty brave to go long tech stocks here, I would think. But maybe that's the opportunity. Who knows? Uh, the only solace here is that stocks and bonds can't sell off together for very long. That's what's going on right now. So at some point, investors need to put cash to work somewhere, especially when inflation is high. You need some return for your money. So we'll have to see what happens today. But presumably, maybe value stocks and consumer staples will be a good place to go. That's what happened in late 2000 as well. History doesn't, history doesn't always repeat itself exactly, but it does rhyme. That's where we are today, this Friday. Happy Friday. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated. And I invite you to share your feedback with me by emailing contrarianpod at gmail.com. Trying to make these things shorter because nobody wants to listen to me for 8 or 9 or 10 minutes. This one is now exactly 7 minutes. Enough for me to shut up. Have a great weekend. Speak to you on Monday. Bye.